Welcome to episode 109 of the podcast. I had an absolute blast chatting with our guest, Erin Miller, today all about finding the keys to the dating kingdom. Erin is a multi-award winning, high-impact entrepreneurial and relationship coach from Charleston, South Carolina, and she's had an incredible track record of getting her clients the outcomes they desire. She's part of the Forbes Coaches Council, she's coached countless women, and she's even done a TED Talk, and we are so thankful to have her here today. Erin and I chatted all about unlocking the keys to the dating kingdom, like I said, and though our episode was originally targeted to those who are single, I truly believe that absolutely everyone will take something away from Erin's talk today, whether they're single or in a relationship. So have a listen, let us know what you think, and enjoy. Welcome to Vino and Vaginas, the podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Dion, and I'm here to bring you interviews from the absolute best and brightest in their field, all about issues related to being a woman, from health and fitness to sex and dating and everything in between. My mission at Vino and Vaginas is to explore these topics, health, sexuality, and everything related to being a woman in a fun and safe environment free of shame, embarrassment, or stigma going to be an amazing time. Now, let's get to it. Welcome, Erin. We are so, so, so excited to have you here on the podcast today to chat a bit about conquering the dating world. So thank you for joining us all the way from South Carolina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know so many amazing women who are just powerhouses and so incredibly successful, pretty much in most aspects of their life, but who always struggle with this one area. And that's the Mm -hmm. area of finding love, right? Or sometimes it feels feels like not even just finding love, but finding someone eligible to go Mm -hmm. on a date with, period, so they can have that opportunity. So. Yeah. So I think it's pretty awesome that you're here because I know personally so many women that this will really resonate with and help. Heck, myself included, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, happy to help. It's it's definitely the wild, wild west out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so true. Uh, so first off for our listeners, I just want to say that one thing Erin, as working as a high impact entrepreneur and a relationship coach, you have an incredible track record of getting your clients exactly the outcomes they want. I mean, you've helped so many women, both from coaching personally, but also through, you did a TED talk. So I think that was pretty amazing. My question for you, and I want you to tell everybody is, how did you get here? What's your story? Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. It's a, it's definitely a story. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So rewind, um, I, you know, I coming out of college many, many moons ago, I was a double major biochem. So um, completely in a a different world, Um, found myself working behind a lab bench doing umbilical cord stem cell research. And uh, after a few months of that, I was like, yeah, hell no, this is not (laughs) not gonna work for me. Big personality, not gonna happen. So I ended up going um, and working in the medical device arena. for about 17 years, I did sales and consulting and all that good stuff for the major pharma players. Um, and then I, I ended up um, meeting this dangerously handsome Brit and um, <laughs> whirlwind romance. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for an accent. Yeah. So I found myself, you know, married, living in the Bahamas, pregnant, new mother, couldn't do anything um, that I had previously done before. Bahamas is a third world country. Um, And uh, so I completely lost myself. I completely lost my identity. I I was just completely just broken, rock bottom. Um, There is a quote that I completely love by J.K. Rowling, and it's uh, rock bottom is the solid foundation in which I built my life. And I love her and I love I, that quote. Right. Oh my God, preach sisters. So I um that's that was totally applicable for me. Um my marriage was deteriorating. Um and it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm a single, I'm gonna be a single mom. Um, I don't want to go back to corporate America because I want to be there for my son. Um so what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> uh, so it was a complete, you know, reinvention of self and um I had 
launched a fashion jewelry company into the US um, back in 2015. Um, and I had learned a lot uh, just from that experience. And uh, in that process, I, I was talking to one of the girls who was modeling the jewelry and, uh, and she said to me, you know, you really should be a life coach. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, what, what is that? That's a thing, like what, what is a life coach, <laughs> you know? Um, so of course, me being the researcher that I am, I, I went, I deep dove into it. I was like, well, wow, this, is, this really sounds fulfilling. Um, and that was one thing that I wanted to do. I'm, I'm a big believer in making positive social impact um, and um, helping people reach the best version of themselves. So I went full throttle, <laughs> uh, ended up doing a year of life coaching um, school, um, coaching the whole way through and being coached the whole way through. And then I spent the next four years after graduation from school, um, just seeking every kind of certification I could, um, hypnosis, timeline therapy, um, neuro-linguistic programming, um, and then all these extra things like, you know, digital marketing and, and all that crazy stuff. So it, it's definitely been a journey, um, but I, but for sure, this is my calling, my passion in life. And they, they do always say that, right? You know, follow your passion and the rest fall into place. So Absolutely. yeah, so here we are. It's been wow. a ride. <laughs> wow, that's a great story. And I think kind of in all the success stories we hear, we often hear that rock bottom and that's how you really truly find yourself, right? You, you realize that you have to do something that you love and you're passionate about. And I think you no longer become comfortable with just being comfortable, right? You want 100%. everything. 100%. You really don't know what you're capable of until you don't have any other options, right? Oh. Um, and, uh, and then you really figure out who you are and your strengths. And, and, um, and especially when it's you, you recognize you want to be in a place of serving others, it just changes the whole dynamic around, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love your story. And how old is your son now? He is six going on 30, I think. <laughs> and his name is Kingston, correct? Yes, his name is Kingston. I love that because for those of you who don't know, I am recording in Kingston, Ontario. So it's meant like we're to meant to talk. <laughs> meant to be. I love it. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a phrase that you say all the time to your clients and it's don't waste your pretty. So yeah. tell me bit about this saying how did you come <laughs> up with it what does it mean I mean I know we'll do a deep dive a little bit yeah. later but give us a brief overview here so it started out really funny I've always said this um I you know people who know me are like that's your line um <laughs> when I this started years ago when I was just single dating before the time of husbands and babies um you know it, because dating is is always a little bit challenging and I'd always have girlfriends and we talk about our war stories <laughs> and I would always tell them like listen we have an infinite amount of years of our youth and we cannot waste our pretty like we have to get it right you know and so it started out being completely aesthetic based but then of course as you grow and you evolve and all those things um as I got older, it was like, well, you're pretty is not just like your age, right? It's not just your youthfulness. It's, it's who you are. It's, it's your authentic, it's your authentic self. And it's like, don't waste your, don't waste your pretty on the undeserving. Mm -hmm. Don't sell yourself short. Don't waste it. You know? So that's kind of how it's evolved. Yeah. Um, so, so essentially it means don't settle, right? Don't settle. Don't, don't waste your settle. pretty. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, one thing everybody always asks me and I'm curious about is what, what is the one or most common questions that you get from women who are hoping to be successful, whether it's in their professional or specifically personal lives? Absolutely. I, you know, it really does come down to just one question and, and, and it doesn't matter if you're like super, super successful or if you're middle of the road or it doesn't matter. It's always the same. Like, how do I attract the right, um, the right person might equal, right? Um, especially with super successful women, um, they have it a little bit more challenging um, because they, a lot of them, they, they still want to be the woman and be in the, the, you know, still have a man to, to you know, be the provider and, and to, you know, and that's hard. It's hard, especially when you're like super successful, but that's usually what it comes down to. How do I attract the right person who's going to balance me and be my equal? 
That's yeah. true. And I can see that. And I know like I have friends who have, <laughs> who have accused me of being what they call an elitist. And I, the truth is that that's not the case, but I just, for me, it's important that I have someone who is driven and passionate and I don't care what the vacation is, right? That's not, that's mm-hmm. not an issue, but they need to be driven and passionate and independent. And I think yeah. that's where that confusion happens, where mm-hmm. they may see that as looking for a certain type of person, but truthfully, it's, I guess it is a certain type of person, but it's just yeah. more in terms of their characteristics, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I will, to, to follow up on that, especially if you, I, women that have been burnt where they are kind of the sole breadwinner and they have, they feel they've been taken advantage of or, or what have you, that's, then it, then it's like, a, that's a deal breaker, you know? So then the pool gets even smaller. And I understand that I've been actually in that position too. Um, so I understand that. So I don't think that makes you an elitist. I think it makes you, I think it makes you smart. You know what you want. <laughs> Exactly. It just means the pool is smaller, right? (laughs) Now with this, what roadblocks to relationships do you most commonly Mm -hmm. see? And is it that, is it something that they're putting up like walls that they're putting up or is it external roadblocks? There's a lot. Okay. This is, there's like multiple facets of this question. So, um, there's yes. Okay. In terms of, of, of walls, a thousand percent, we have um, a lot, a lot, a lot of broken people walking around this world. Um, a lot of people, they don't take the time to heal. They don't take the time to understand how they've contributed to the demise of a relationship. They don't recognize the patterns. They don't, they don't eliminate their baggage. They just don't do this personal development to get to a place of healthy. And at my, I always heard this quote from my dad growing up and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But he's like, two halves don't make a hole in a relationship. And I'm like, uh, yes, they, they do. <laughs> it's math, right? <laughs> right. He's like, no, they, they don't Aaron. Um, and, and it really, it's true. Two whole people. That's, that's what makes an amazing relationship, right? Like you do you all do me and together we'll be us. Um, and so, so that's the, the first thing is, is a lot of broken people walking around that really just have not recognized who they are and what they bring to the table and, and worked hard to fix that. Right. Cause the last thing you want to do is meet your, your person, right. And then have all this unresolved baggage right. and, and have it cause harm to the, that person. Like you don't, you don't want to do that. So it's that. always, yeah, evolving, becoming their best version of yourself. Um, the other thing is a lot, especially I've seen you, especially with a lot of um, super successful women, these women are powerhouses, rightfully so. Um, but they tend to bring a lot of masculine energy into relationships and this will undoubtedly hurt them. It, it just is. Men are hunters. They need to, they want to feel needed. They want to feel desired. They want to they're very simple creatures. I mean, we're, women are very complex and we're always thinking, right. But men are very, very simple. It's kind of like, you know, they want to feel wanted, they need sex and they need to eat. Like that's, that's it. (laughs) Um, so it's, it's really understanding, like, let the man be the man. It's okay to give up the reins. You can still be a powerhouse nine to five, but let the man be a man. Otherwise you're emasculating him. And if he feels emasculated, he's not going to stick around. Okay. You know? yeah. So that's, that's, that's another thing that I see. And then the, the other thing that comes to mind is communication skills, right? Most of us, right. It, listen, it's not something they teach in school. It's not something most of us have. Um, I don't know about you. I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> um, <Are you> sometimes. <laughs> Actually, right? no, no, I really don't. <laughs> um, and so we, we don't fully articulate our needs, wants, desires. And then we find ourselves in our own heads, right behind enemy lines. And, and we fall into these, these rabbit holes, these thinking traps where we're like, well, he should know that I like this and mm. he should know this, or, um, you know, he must think this because this, this was his action. no, Again, simple creatures. They don't assume they know nothing, (laughs) like, but it's really getting into the, really getting familiar with how, how, how to communicate. And I think that is the number one demise of all relationships is that people don't take the time to learn how to communicate effectively. 
I think that's huge. And different people have completely different ways of viewing the same situation, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can't put your logic or your per like your way of perceiving that on someone else and expect them to feel the same way. Thousand percent. Yeah. Everyone has a different perspective. Absolutely. I uh, no truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I absolutely love what you said. The two holes make a great relationship, not two halves. Because I think that is so true. And I think that's, as time goes on and as we age, it has nothing to do with aging, but it has to do with maybe we're not that whole anymore unless we've spent yeah. time working on ourselves. And, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are uncomfortable working on themselves because it means they have to be vulnerable. And absolutely, if you're not able to be vulnerable with yourself or with your life coach, then how can you with a lifelong partner, right? You know, absolutely. You know, how, you personally know how I feel about emotional visibility. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I think that vulnerability, you know, I know, you know, Brene Brown's work, um, but she's epic and and it really does hit the nail on the head. If you can't, if you really don't know who you are and you really aren't in touch with the inner workings of you, the, not the cardboard cutout, but like the ugly that's kind of behind there and, and really just looked, you know, not been afraid to look under the bed at the monster, right. And, And call it out directly then there's no way that you can possibly love yourself a hundred percent. And if you don't love yourself a hundred percent, how in the hell are you going to love another person? Or trust that they love you when they, when they exactly. do, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's recognizing that each one of us has, you know, the cardboard cut out, but then they've got the real, the authentic, you know, and it's really falling in love with that the authentic and, and everybody has ugly parts of them. Right. But it's recognizing that, Hey, these are still my messy parts are still part of me. And, I, and those are just areas of development, yep. you know? Oh, I love it. Okay. So say someone is working on themselves. Mm-hmm. How do they know when they're truly ready to date or find love? Yeah. Um, I think that, well, it comes down to, like I said, really knowing who you are, really knowing what you value. I think that is the number one thing. And I know we'll dive into it, but knowing what your values are and what is really organically like your beliefs um, and your deal breakers um, and really being okay with your, you know, who you are, how you show up, um, knowing that you are okay alone. Um, you want a man, you don't need a man. Um, and if it happens, great. If it doesn't, you still love yourself, you know, your Mm self-worth. And I think that's really what it comes down to knowing that you love yourself, you know, you're worthy, you know what you bring to the table and you would like somebody to compliment your life, but not be your life. Absolutely. That's, you know, yeah. I love that. And I think knowing that, knowing your self-worth, knowing your love, like self-love is really important because I think a lot of people, and you would see this all the time. I think a lot of people get kind of mixed up with the attention versus do I actually like this person or do I just like the yeah. attention that's being, <laughs> you know, <laughs> showered on me. And like, it's a hard thing. It, it does get confusing sometimes, especially in those early, early dates or early time. Right. hundred percent consistency. And, and time is, is everything because lust is chemistry and lust are like incredible things, man. Um, but it's, it's really recognizing, you know, being aware of red flags, right? Because they're always there, even if we don't want to see them. Um, and also letting time, letting time, you know, take place. Uh, one of the things that I always tell people it was such an aha moment for me when I learned it and, and I never heard it before, but when you're in a relationship with somebody who pushes, who wants to move faster, 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 and you're not necessarily there, recognize that that's a form of control. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a red flag. It's a form of control. And there's a reason behind that, right? Because if you're just enjoying each other learning each other, there's nothing to rush about. So that was such an aha moment for me. So I just wanted to, I felt it was applicable. Wanted to share it. Ready? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's how, and, and it's things people don't think of. You don't think of right. it in that perspective, right? Oh, feel free to share any other aha moments along the way. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> okay. So when someone's kind of done the work, they've decided they're ready, where do they start? Or is there something they should do before jumping into this whole dating scene? Yeah. Um, okay. So where do they start? again, sense of self. So if you're like, okay, I'm ready. I've done the work. Like where, like, where do I go from here? 
The first thing I would say is to really pinpoint your top five values. Like this is who I am. These are, these are very important to me. Mm -hmm. um, like for example, some of mine are freedom, right? Okay. Um, whether it's financial, whether it's, um, you know, just ability to travel, like just don't put me in a box. Right. Don't put me in a box. Um, another one for me would be um, um, faith, uh, family, you know, so these are some of your, your values. This is really important because especially if you're looking for your forever partner, if your values don't match up, you're not likely going to be successful. And, and so that always has to outweigh the lust and the chemistry. It has to, because you're going to have 10 times more conflict down the road. Um, so that's the first thing is really know your values. And most people don't. This sure. isn't a topic that people talk about, but it's vitally important. Um, the second thing is really recognizing what your deal breakers are really knowing like this is not acceptable to me ever. And this is, you know, and this is when you're really clear on what you do not want, mm -hmm. you've eliminated a, a good deal of the pool and that's, and that's okay. You've made it easier for yourself. You're weeding out the, 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 the weeds, right? You're not wasting your time. Um, yeah. yeah. You're not wasting your time. So I always tell people, write these things down. Cause if you meet someone, I don't care how hot he is. If he's not, <laughs> if he is not, if he falls into one of those deal breakers, sorry, get, out, get rid of him. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You're setting yourself up for heartbreak. I guarantee. Right. Um, and then the third thing, um, would, would just really be like, uh, your must haves. Okay. What do I absolutely need to have? Um, right. and so just having a handle of those three things, values, deal breakers, must haves, that's an amazing place to start. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's okay. what I would yeah. <laughs> I love that. Now we've probably touched on, or we have touched on some of this already, but what I love is you've actually written on these five keys to the dating kingdom. And I just <laughs> love that the dating kingdom. So can you just tell us what those five things are? And then hopefully we can dive a little bit into yeah, each of them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny because, because I remember I was, I was dating when I was dating like a couple of years ago at I got into an, an argument. This is back in the days before I learned all my communication skills. And, um, and I'd be like, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. You're not listening. <laughs> so um, yeah. So the first one would be, um, you know, to thine own self be true, right? Who am I and, and what do I want? And that just goes into, again, that deep self-reflection. I heard Jay Shetty quoted a quote and I forgive me I don't remember who the quote was by but it was so awesome and it said I'm not who I think I am I'm not who you think I am I am who I think you think I am wow right we live in these like echo chambers where where we're putting out a perception of what we think society wants us to be mm -hmm. and it's bullshit mm -hmm. bullshit um and that is the number one thing that's we're not being authentic. And when we're not authentic, we're never going to attract our people. It's just not going to happen. So it's really understanding who you are, um, you know, the messy parts and the good parts, you know, um, and really being true to yourself. Uh, really quickly, I, I can tell you, I know so many women that they'll go on dates with these guys. Um, and in the beginning, the guy's like, yeah, I'm into sports. I'm obsessed with football, you know, all the things. And I know my girlfriend hates football. Like right. I know <laughs> she hates football and she's like, oh, I love football. Right. And so six months down the road, it's now football season. and she's like, um, he's always watching football. All it, it is is football. And I was like, well, whose fault was that? You out of the gate said, oh, I love football. You've, you've not, you weren't honest mm -hmm. because you were trying to make him like you. Right. When the reality is, is he probably still would have liked you said, yeah, it's not, not a thing. Thing. it's not my thing, but you do that. And like, I'll catch a game with you occasionally, but I'm not, it's not my thing. Right. Um, there is so much power in, in, in just stating who you are and you know what? People are going to respect you more for it. Absolutely. Um, you know, cause then down the road, it, that's when everything blows up. It's like, well, you told me you liked it, but you didn't really like it. And now you lie. Right. So it's, it's, it's a mess. Um, but yeah, so that, that's the first one. Know do who you, you are. Do you have any tips for the people who 
just want the other person to like them instead of being more concerned of if they're right for each other or if they even like them. If I know that's hard. Looking, yeah. If you're just, if, if you are a person who's just looking for somebody to like you and, um, just be prepared, buckle up for pain. Yeah. And, and that really is, is the truth because where's the deep connection? Where's the vulnerability, the emotional intimacy going to come from? Um, you, you might be a phenomenal actress, you know, um, and that's great, but there's always, there's going to be parts of you that are missing because if you don't really show up and say, Hey, this is me, this is what I bring to the table. Um, you know, if you, if you like me phenomenal, let's build on that. But if you don't, I'm fully prepared and okay to walk away. Um, yeah. If you don't know your value, nobody else will. It's true. And I think that's so important because I think so many people get so stuck on the dating pool is already so small. So I'm just going to see everyone in it. So I have, you know, some chance, but instead of realizing it's okay, if it's even smaller, as long as they're the right humans and the right people. hundred percent. And we'll dive into that. Cause I'm all about the smaller, the better man. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you better self set those filters. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So number one, to thine own self be true. So who am I? Yeah. What do I want? Figure it out. You talked about it earlier deal breakers, must-haves, and kind of what you, your values are. I love it. Mm -hmm. So the second one would be, you know, recite your story. You talked earlier about perception, right? Um, You know, we're collectors of experiences, moments, people, and we kind of build this story. Um, That doesn't mean it's true. It just means that that's kind of what our surroundings have, have made us come to think Um, one of the reasons why I think that I help my clients have such amazing uh, results is because I challenge them. I challenge them all the time. I call it like a 10 degree mind shift. And I say to them, well, let's talk about that belief. Let's talk about that, that, that perception that you have. And, and is that belief or that perception, is that something that was taught to you or is that organically yours? Mm -hmm. Because if it's organically yours, amazing, perfect. But if, if it was taught to you, which you may not even be aware of, right? Mm-hmm. Then you need to challenge it because it's not yours. It's so true. I call that like a received opinion or a received perception. And it's true. So many times people have received or been taught these values or these ideas and they actually don't fully understand it. If you start to question it, they're like, I don't actually know, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And you know what I do, I do see this a lot more with my, my um, clients of different, different ethnicities, like um, my, my Asian clients, um, Japanese clients, um, Indian clients, you know, these are amazing people They they come from very strong cultural backgrounds, beliefs, family expectations and things like that. And it's, and it's really amazing to work with, with them because um, when I do challenge them, they're like, Oh, I don't believe in that. I actually don't think that that's going to make me happy. I don't believe in it. And I'm like, why are you trying to be in a, put in a box when you're meant to soar? Like do you, right? I love that. So 10 degree mind shift. Yeah. (laughs) So yes, the, the the whole thing was reset, reset your story, be open-minded. Um, and, and don't look at the world as you know, there's, I'm never going to find somebody, um, all the good guys are gone. Um, everybody out there is broken. No, these are stories. Mm-hmm. There, if you're an amazing human being and you're looking for somebody, then you know what? There's another amazing person out there looking for somebody. It's all about timing and it's all about being ready and doing totally. work. Right. And if these are your stories, they're definitely going to come true, right? If you believe there's no one out there, then yeah. no one is going to be there for you because you their prophecy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You won't be open mm-hmm. to it. Have you ever read the book, The Answer? No, do I, I need did to you read, did you read the secret? Oh yeah. Okay. So same authors, I forget their name offhand, but it's, it's so true. It's say you're talking, say you're thinking about buying a car, say you're thinking about buying a BMW, right? Mm-hmm. You are all of a sudden going to see BMWs everywhere. You're going to walk into a room. And even if there's 50 people in there, you're going to hear the word BMW over there. Yeah, right? You're attuned to so it. True. And I love this. And this is what they talk about. And I think it's true here. Cause if you're expecting never to find anyone, then you aren't going to be attuned to all of those opportunities, all of those, you know, amazing potentially meet cutes and all of that stuff just because you have turned off that right 
thousand percent. You know what that is? It just, it just popped in my head. It's coming from a place of lack versus a place of abundance. And if you're like, right, if you're coming from a place of lack, then get, guess what? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to stay there. But if you're coming from a place of abundance of like, okay, there's 8.4 billion people in the world and I just need to find one. And maybe today's the day, right? It's, it's, it's a whole different story. It's again, that 10 degree mind shift. I love it. I'm going to start thinking like that instead of, oh, there's nobody out there. Like there's actually a billion people out there. And so many people. <laughs> just need to meet that right one. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so we're resetting our story. Yeah. The third thing would be toss your type. Toss your type. If you are literally, you know, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, and, and you're, you've not been lucky in love, um, the chances are, you know, I, is it Patty Stanger? She's like, your picker's off, right? <laughs> um, chances are it's, it's because you're gravitating to, towards the same, same type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> over and over again, expecting different results. Um, it's really interesting when you, a lot of people don't do the, the introspective work to look at, okay, my previous relationships, are there any common threads? Is there any common characteristics that kind of go through? Um, maybe it's physical appearance, maybe it's, you know, highly dominant, controlling, whatever, but just looking at all those things and then recognizing that if you do find a common thread, um, that's an area of development for yourself. Right. Why are you attracted to that? And then really got getting to the root of it. Um, because if it's not serving you, well, then that's an amazing amazing place to, to tweak. And it's also being open-minded to the fact that, you know, amazing people come in all shapes and sizes, right? I will, how many times have you met, let's say, let me ask you, you, have you met a guy and you're like, initially at first glance, you're like, yeah, I wouldn't look twice when I'm walking down the street, but then you start talking to him and you're like, this person's amazing. Absolutely. And the more, right. And the more that you talk to them, you're like, oh my gosh, he's, he's awesome. I could totally yep. do this guy but you would never look at them twice. Yep. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people are really missing the boat on, um, especially in like online dating. And, and that's what I was going to say. It's yeah. hard because like, I, I think those, you know, swipe left and right. It, it's awful because you do just say no to people that in real life, it would be a very different story. And I think that's really hard. So let me give you a piece of advice for that because everything is social is, is online dating right now. Like in the God bless COVID said no one <laughs> but, um, but that's something it, I will tell you the best piece of advice when you're navigating these sites, if they have not written anything in the, in the, the bio section, mm-hmm. swipe left. Don't waste your time. They're lazy. Mm-hmm. It they're makes perfect lazy. sense, right? They're yeah. obviously not looking for anything if they're not nope. willing to put in a couple words even. Right. There's no, again, no emotional vulnerability, no, which means they're not, they're not going to show up for you either. So okay. if they're going to be that lazy with a profile, they're, they're not looking for anything serious. Don't waste your time. I don't care what they look like. Delete. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's true. And I know a lot of women I talk to friends and, and colleagues and all of that, like everyone just wants to meet people, whether it's friendships or relationships organically, but it seems like those, those are more limited these days. So yeah, I think that's absolutely more important to toss your type when you're talking about the online world, because I think it's yeah. easier to get stuck in a type when it comes to online. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, it's funny. Cause even if you look at my track record, you know, cause I'm, I'm divorced, happily divorced. Um, <laughs> when you look at my, 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 my history, I, I have no pattern. Like I have, I have, um, you know, I've dated Indian men. I've dated, um, Egyptian men. I've dated British men. Like I'm all over the board. Nobody looks the accent. like the accents. I think clearly <laughs> <it's not>, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just being completely open uh, and recognizing too, that everybody is, um, can teach you something, whether about themselves or about you. Right? Yep. I love that. Okay. So we're tossing our type. Mm-hmm. And the, the, um, the next one would be leave your agenda at the door. You know, I, I a hundred percent get it. You know, you're like, okay, I I'm of a certain age. Maybe your biological clock is ticking. Maybe you're like, I've had it with this dating nonsense. Um, you know, regardless, leave it at the door because what happens is when you come in with an agenda, you're not you're not really being open to, to the possibilities. Maybe this person isn't, isn't 
supposed to be your person, but maybe they're supposed to become an amazing friend, or maybe it's like a, an opportunity to network. Um, yeah, you, you never know. So it's just, it's really like leaving that agenda at the door plus energy. People breed energy, right? If you're coming in with an agenda, usually the guys will know. I can't tell you how many male clients I have. Um, and they're like, you know, we were sitting down for like a half an hour and she was great. And I was all into her. And then she's like, bam, like asking me about, do you want to get married? And what do you think about kids and all the things recognizing that that scares the shit out of guys. <laughs> like, it scares the sh- I mean, it's, I really am a big believer in, in, in being transparent about what you're looking for and, but waiting for the right moment, right. Waiting yeah. for the guy to say, well, what are you looking for? And that's maybe an opportunity to say, honestly, I'm looking to have my last first date right? It's kind of a backdoor entrance into like, I'm not looking to waste my time here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's really recognizing that yes, you can, you can have your wants, right. But just leave your agenda at the door. Just be very curious, you know, about the other person when you go in there, because guys pick up on that and it, and it hurts, it hurts the, that first connection. For sure. And like, so knowing what you want and having that conversation when appropriate, but also just not having that one track mind of like, I will accomplish this next and then this, right? So, because if you're doing that, you're not present and you're not open to all the other fun experiences you might have, I think. Absolutely. And then another thing I had just written myself, like a little, a little note, um, two things about leaving your agenda. When you tend to have an agenda going into a meeting with a guy that you're super hopeful about, maybe you guys have talked on the phone and all the things, and then you're meeting him in person and maybe the energy is slightly off, or maybe there's something that like, just you're not a thousand percent on. A lot of people tend to, to play what I call the justification game. Okay. And it's like, okay, but yeah, that's not, but maybe they, maybe they, maybe their partner was, was rude to them, or maybe they, maybe it was the other person's fault, or maybe they just, maybe they just didn't have enough coaching or like they're, you're making justifications, right? Let me tell you, you cannot fit a round peg in a square hole. Mm -hmm. End of story. It doesn't work. If there is any part of you intuitively that says, "Mm, no, walk away. Yep. Walk away. It's, it's not for you. That is your higher self. I fully believe saying it coming down is your intuition saying, uh, uh-uh, there's something, something's not right here. And if you're start making excuses for somebody out of the gate, what do you think that's going to look like six months, a year down the line, probably not going to serve you. Absolutely. Um, and then also recognizing, I know Cassie, you and I have talked about this. It's one of my favorite lines next to don't waste your pretty men vote with their feet. Yes. So tell us what you mean by that. Men are exactly where they want to be at any given moment. So if they're not with you, if they're not calling you, if they're not texting you, it's because they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny because my, <laughs> my now ex-husband taught me that one <laughs> when we were dating. Um, and, and he was, he, he, that was his line. He's like, men vote with their feet. If they're not, if they're not dying to see you, if they don't want to rush to your front doorstep and live to be in the air that you're breathing. Right. Yeah. It's because yep. they don't, they don't want to, yep. you know, and, and that's so important, especially for women. Cause we tend to be super romantics. Yes. Um, you know, and we, and then we got all up into our head right behind enemy lines and we're like, but maybe this is happening for him or maybe it's this or or he's yeah. really busy or yeah, or he's really busy and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, no, he doesn't want to. Okay. And I think, yeah. And I think that can be a hard pill to swallow for some people. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it's important to hear because it's true. We can't keep giving someone excuses and thinking they want to be with us if they don't. And remember inaction is also a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a That's choice. True. And, and yes, it is hard to hear because we all have egos, which egos never serve. Egos will always end up in heartbreak, right? Um, e- egos like get rid of it if you can, <laughs> but, but recognize, yeah, it might hurt your feelings. It might hurt your ego, but just also recognize that, you know, that's not your person. It's like the universe clearing the path for you for the right person. Yeah. Um, don't waste your pretty. I love if he that. doesn't, doesn't want to, if he doesn't put you on that pedestal and want to be with you, then keep it moving. Yeah. 
I love, I love everything that you're saying really comes down to, and I know we have more to talk about, but everything comes down to really being self, like able to analyze yourself and Mm -hmm. kind of reflect on yourself and what you want and what opportunities are there. So I think that's the key I'm getting from today is we really have to know ourselves. Yeah. hundred percent. That's everything. It's everything. Okay. So number four, leave the agenda at the door. So you have one last key to the kingdom. Yes. And that is just to be present right? It's to be fully present. And most people are not fully present. And it's really having no expectations, um, not being tied to an outcome, because at the end of the day, all you can control, the only thing that you can control is who you are and how you show up. That's it. You can't control tomorrow. You can't control how other people perceive you. You can't control anything. You know, we live in a world where everybody has all this anxiety and it's like, which is ironic because it's like anxiety is fear over things that are going to happen in the future, but you have no control over them, right? Which is the ironic part. So it's really just saying, okay, well, I'm here. I am doing the best I can with what the information I have at hand. I'm going to recognize that every single interaction is a chance to learn and to whether something about myself or the other person. Um, and it's also, it's also a, an amazing experience to, to even try things out. Like I always tell my clients, you know, especially with online dating, these are strangers, right? They right. don't know you, you don't have the same friends. So I'm like, why don't you, why don't you try to break out of your shell a little bit? You may never see them again. So like try different tactics, try different techniques. If you've always been really quiet and subdued, why don't you push yourself outside your comfort zone and like start a conversation with somebody and, 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 and push yourself to be outspoken and see how that feels. See what kind of reactions you get. Um, really use it. I, I'm the scientist of me is like, use it as like a clinical experiment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like chalk it up to research and then see what feels right to you Um, and see what results work, you know, based on results, which tactics work best for you. Um, Because it's it's a it's a warm audience. Right. Um, And what's the worst thing that happens? You put yourself out there. They're not interested. You're in the same space where you started. So who cares? I think that's awesome. And I think like, I love you're talking about being present here because I know so many people, I mean, we all do it. You know, you meet that person and you put so many expectations for date two and three and 17 and you kind of plan your life already. And you've just met this person. You don't know if that's going to like become true at all. And yet you become disappointed if those things that you envision don't happen. A hundred percent. And that is, again, I can't even stress that enough. You have expectations on other people, pre- prepare to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, again, you can, only, you can only control who you are and how you show up. And if you're not curious about your, other, your partner, um, and, and I'm talking about curious, this goes well into marriage, right? Right. You're, think about it. You're not the same person that you were six months ago. Mm-hmm. right? I'm not the same person I was six months ago. So think about people that have been married for years, right? Absolutely. At any given time, you have to ask yourself, do I know what my partner's current goals are? Do I, are, are their fears the same? Are, what are they trying to, to do with their lives? What, what are they unhappy with? What are the areas of development that maybe I can help support? People stop being curious about the person that they're with and and that's, again, that's the start of the breakdown of that in, in emotional intimacy and that visibility. Um, we just take for granted. But when you think about it, there's always some, something to learn about, about people, but we just get complacent and lazy. Um, so yeah, being present and really just taking every opportunity to question things, especially conflict. Now I am going to get in a tangent on this one, but this is super important. Tangent away. <laughs> super important because I have so many clients that are just like, I hate conflict. I avoid it like the plague. And I'm like, why? Conflict is amazing. It is literally, yeah, it is, it, it is your best friend in a relationship. Um, and the reason for that is when you know how to communicate appropriately, um, in a way that comes from a place of love and light um, and curiosity, then it doesn't need to escalate. People only yell and scream when they feel like they're not being seen or heard. Right. And a lot of times what happens is when you have conflict with somebody, 
and you bring it up to them. We're so busy forming our next sentence and our rebuttal to what they're saying that we're not listening, right? And so you never get anywhere. It just escalates and escalates. And then people either shut down, explode, you know, whatever. Um, when in reality is if you keep that mentality of curiosity of like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. I'm not, again, I, I don't have any idea what's going on in your brain. So I don't want to jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm feeling this way. And I think maybe it's this, but um, can help me to understand because it's important to me. I want to understand where you're coming from. It's a different conversation. Definitely. And it comes down to what you said, communication and having those skills and knowing how to express what you're feeling, but also actively listen to what your partner is saying. A hundred percent. That is definitely, I think that is, is my super strength as a coach is really teaching my, my clients. Yes. How to how to change their perspective and how to really get in touch with who they are. So they're constantly evolving into the best version of themselves, but, but then really getting comfortable with how to communicate um, in a way that they don't have to mute their light. They don't have to have, right. They probably grew up in a household where conflict was, was everywhere. And so they're like, if I just be quiet and I just, you know, then, then, then I don't have to be a part of it. But what happens when you keep sweeping things under the rug? Mm-hmm. Right. I always tell people it's like, it's like having a beach ball, right? If you are avoiding something, it's like pulling a beach ball underwater. What's going to happen to that beach ball? Eventually it'll pop up. It's going to pop back up. And sometimes it pops up as like being passive aggressive. Sometimes it pops up as like getting physically sick. Sometimes it pops up in anger, like it's, but it's going to come back. (laughs) So So it's, Right. So, but if you're able to effectively communicate with your partner about like, this is how you're feeling and like, help me understand. And, and then how do we collectively um, fix this? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happens? You're closer, your sex life gets better. You, you start being okay to talk about everything, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's off limits and you understand a little bit better how your partner thinks so that you can actually anticipate their, their needs. Mm-hmm. It's a different level of intimacy. Yeah. Oh, I love this tangent. And I think kind of like what I'm hearing from this is, you know, how everybody says, you know, when you're not looking for love, you find it, but then when you're looking, you don't. And I think it's probably because in those moments where you're not looking, you're, you're focused on yourself and you're being authentic. You're being the human you want to be. And I think that's why probably yourself shines through. Whereas when you're, you have the agenda, like you spoke of, and you want love, that's all you're, you're trying to do. And you're not seeing all the opportunity around or, or, or the opportunity is simply not there. Yeah. 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 Even, even, you know, with these online dating, people are always, I have women that go the other route where they're like, you know, when it's my time, like God will just put somebody in my path. And I'm like, okay, but you also have to meet God halfway. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like you have to kind of put yourself out there slightly. Um, and, and it's really just, it's, I always tell people when you go onto a dating site, again, if you have all those things fully mapped out, my values, my deal breakers, my must haves, and you set those filters, right? Whether it's a match or an okay Cupid or whatever you choose to use, those are my two favorites. Um, and then again, you, you look at people who are being really transparent with their, with their bios versus I like walks on the beach and dogs, <laughs> you know, I'm not interested. I've learned nothing. About <laughs> Your profile always has to be an extension of who you are. So if it's not talking about things that are truly who you are, then don't waste anybody's time. It's not, it's not interesting. Um, but when you have all those things up set up, then I, that I'm like, you only really need a month. Yeah. Oh, a month, a month. Don't, I always tell them, don't set, don't go ahead and sign up for more than a month. Just when you're that laser focused, the flip side is you have to be the aggressor too. You have to go after, you have to be the woman that, that not hits up guys too. Um, because online dating is, it's a little bit of a side job, right? Yep. Yeah, it, it does take time. <laughs> it does. So, but it, what happens when you're when you're laser focused, right? Where focus goes, energy flows. So, if you're like, I want to meet somebody, um, I know exactly what I'm looking for, and you put yourself out there, and you're also looking and reading and going through profiles, you shouldn't need more than a month, even if the pool is already quite small. You know, 
start out with a month yeah. and then you know what I, and another, another tip, um, what I always, which I always tell people to do, take your profile, make it visible for a week and then pull it off, put, put, make it hidden for a week. And that's when you go ahead and you, you do your hunting. Yeah. Right. Um, and then maybe after a week or two, throw it back to, to visible because what's happening is it's, it's going to screw up the algorithms too. So you're going to always pop up at the top of the, and also people that kind of like have six months. I know a lot of men that have like six months to year membership and they kind of drop in and out. Fair. Yep. Yeah. You're not so, devoted to it or. Yeah. And you don't, and you also don't want to be just living on there for everybody to see for, for six months to a year. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're like, you don't need to know me. So I was going to ask you, so when someone's kind of, you know, gone through these five stages and really reflected on their self and what they want and all of those things, I was going to ask if you have any tips of where these women or where we can meet people outside of the workplace, but we've been talking a lot about a lot online is online what you suggest or are there other, I mean, COVID times, it's kind of hard. Right uh, now, yeah. But- I mean, these times a thousand, I mean, that is the only place. Um, the only other thing that I would highly suggest, like when these ridiculous restrictions go away, finally one day, I'm like praying for normalcy. Um, <laughs> it would be get involved. Like if something you're an activity that you love, um, get involved with those things, put yourself out there because common interests, you know, that that's huge. Um, couples that do things together, that's huge. Um, and that might even be the, the gym, right? Um, but it, maybe it's, maybe you love, you know, tennis, maybe you love, you know, whitewater rafting, like whatever the thing may be, there's a meetup or there's a group for everything these days. Maybe it's church, you know, um, but anytime you can get involved with a group of like-minded people, that's also an amazing way to A, meet friends, um, but be possibly, you know, find that person. And always keep in mind too, every single date that you go on is a potential for a new friend. And guess what? They have different circles. Mm-hmm. So even if, if you love the personality of the person, but you're like, yeah, there's no, I'm not feeling it. Like yep. no chemistry there for me. Don't be afraid to be like, Hey, I think you're amazing. I'm not feeling it. Most people are so afraid to say that, mm-hmm. but what is worse that the other person thinking you're amazing and they have a shot and then, and then you like, are like yeah. ghosting. I mean, it's, it's awful. Yeah. It's better to be transparent and, and just saying, I, I love to hang out as friends, yeah. you know, okay. some of my, yeah, some of my best friends, I mean, guy friends, it, it kind of happens in that way and 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 then what happened they invite they introduce you to their friends and you know I actually have a few girlfriends who have you know gone on a date with someone a first date with someone thought they were great but not for them and they've actually set them up with their friends (laughs) right so they provide for their friends and it's so true it was long people saying that yeah again goes hand in hand with be be present be open Now, now you might not know the answer to this, but like in this day and age, do most people meet online or organically, or is it really a mixed bag now? The statistics, and I can't think of the exact number in this moment, but um, statistically, yeah, online dating is how it's happening. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. So then to kind of, you know, go on from a point you said earlier, we have to look that they're talking on their profile, but we also have to be vulnerable on our profile then if we're really truly wanting to meet someone. A hundred percent. It has to be, um, it has to be an extension of you. Um, and, and what's going to happen is that it it will really will separate you from the pack. Um, because you're going to be like a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, again, maybe an amazing profile might sound like, um, you know, uh, been, been divorced for four years, mother to a six-year-old son, God and family first. Um, I'm obsessed with tacos. Uh, I love to travel. I will die if I don't leave the U S at least four times a year, like that kind of thing. Um, don't do drama of any sort. Life's too short. And I tend to live it to the fullest. I believe chivalry is still alive and well, and I won't sell for anything less. Um, these are things that I have included in mine and and their truth, right? Those are, those are declarations. And that person knows coming into the gate, oh, 
well, this girl clearly knows who she is. I better bring my A game or this girl's going to eat me up alive. And it's true. (laughs) So true. It shows your confidence. It shows what you're looking for. And I love it. So it's, it's, yeah, it's really just being upfront and direct about it, but don't be afraid to do that. Right. Because they always say, when you wave your flag, your, your people will find you. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you don't? Nobody can find you. Letting all the riffraff in. Yeah. Right. They, when they, when somebody who isn't, who is weak or, you know, has an agenda, looks at a profile like that, they're like, yeah, I better not screw with this one. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And it's true. It's true. So just like exit stage left. That's true. (laughs) And then you're not wasting your time on first date, second dates when it's never going to work out. Yeah. And I actually do put in my profile and I encourage every single other woman to do this. I do put on the bottom. It's like a PS. And I say, um, uh, I will not PS. I will not respond to likes or winks. Uh, I want a man who makes an effort out of the gate. I love that. You know, I'm, I'm very clear out of the gates exactly as to what I expect. And guess what? Anybody who sends me likes, I know they didn't read my profile. Exactly. That's true. Yep. They're just going based off of a picture and I don't have time for that. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. You need to know that. Um, and, and finally, I know this, probably a no-brainer but when you're putting pictures of yourself like don't do bathroom selfies like you know <laughs> please be clothed like you don't you know what I mean like it's just I, even looking at guys bathroom selfies are like when they have pictures of like unless you're like uh in your bathing suit like surfing like okay that's cool but right. if you're like <laughs> look at my body I'm like oh <laughs> no. <laughs> no, keep, it, keep it classy but keep it like an extension of yourself so it's like if you love tennis have pictures of you playing tennis if you love travel have pictures of you traveling um not just close-ups and yeah. then don't be also don't be afraid of of fully stating your age and just be confident just yeah. like I said just do just you. you. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one last question for you. And my last question is if you could give our list listeners three either pieces of homework or three things that they should reflect on, or three pieces of advice. I mean, you've given a lot, but three things that you really want them to remember, what would that be? I think when it, when it comes to this topic, there really are only three things we've touched upon them, but it's really take it upon yourself to do the introspective work, um, but be or radically honest with yourself, radically honest. Um, don't be afraid to look under the bed, right? Um, ask yourself, who am I? What are, what are your patterns? What's your history? Are there any common threads? Um, what are your values? What are your must-haves? What are your deal breakers? That's the first thing. Really know who you are. And in that process, if you come across anything that you're a little bit uncomfortable with, recognize that that's an opportunity to lean in because that's an area of development. Mm -hmm. And history, the universe has a way of repeating things until you figure it out. So recognize that that might be an opportunity for you to work on something and that might make all the difference in your dating life. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is to, to be completely open-minded, right? Like we've talked about that so much, but be completely open-minded question. Like if you have a certain type or certain, um, you know, certain viewpoints on things and it's very black and white, recognize life happens in gray. Like life happens in the gray matter. So be really okay to just shift that mindset and be like, okay, why am I so staunch on this particular point? Is this, is this my belief or is this, is this organic or is this a learned belief? Mm -hmm. And if it's not organic, why is it currently this black and white? Um, So that's another thing I would say. And then also recognize that everyone there is, is an opportunity. Everyone you meet is an opportunity to learn from um, and to grow from. And then the third thing would be really ask yourself, how well do I communicate? And if the answer is I'm okay, but I could improve, get a coach, get, read a book, do do, find an online course, watch YouTubes. Um, I mean, we live in a digital age where you can find anything self-help on literally any single thing on the planet. Um, But if you can't clearly articulate your needs, your wants, your desires, your thoughts, um, then I mean, how, how amazing the life are you going to have? (laughs) 
I mean, let's just call it what it is. But when you can, I mean, the potential for you to be blissfully happy is just, is there. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. So, so those are the three, the three takeaways I would say to focus on. I love it. And I think it's so important. And I think the thing I've loved most about this talk today is just how it really motivates me and I hope everyone to become introspective and better yourself and then then look for others right and I think yeah it's fun and have fun right have fun with it again it's part of leaving your agenda at the door have fun like if nothing else you're you're gonna have a great meal right (laughs) you're gonna gonna talk about new things maybe you've never heard of before learn something Um, absolutely yeah just have fun with it and recognize like you may not be everybody's you know cup of tea tea, (laughs) definitely someone's glass of champagne right and I always tell people I'm like it's like finding the perfect pair of jeans right like you gotta try on a lot of jeans but it doesn't mean like brand is crap it just it just means that it's just not the right fit so don't take it personally yeah that's like that's key don't take it personally Mm -hmm. I love it thank you so so much for uh, coming on today and chatting with us I think people will learn a lot and I've had so much fun with you (gasps) I know likewise thank you so much this was awesome awesome thanks Erin absolutely bye bye